You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. What is your most awkward parenting moment? How about when your toddler is having dinner and decides it's a good time to play with their genitals? While it's a very normal developmental phase, it can be a little tricky for the adults around to navigate. So what's happening when our little humans start to explore their body in this way? And how should we handle it? Vanessa Hamilton is the founder of Talking the Talk, Healthy Sexuality Education. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. So what is going on? For kids of this age group, I'm talking two, three, four-year-olds, when they're starting to play with themselves. So it's typically expected behaviour. It feels good. Uh, it's pleasurable. It's comforting and relaxing. You can even say it's self-soothing, quite similar to sucking their thumb. It's something that feels good for them. But when an adult sees it, an adult sees it through adult eyes, and adults have layer upon layer upon layer of stuff in our heads related to sex and sexuality. And they're not relevant to children's typical development and expected behaviour. Okay, so I think that's a really important distinction, isn't it? So particularly when you compare it to something like sucking your thumb, because parents can feel really uncomfortable when their kid starts doing this, can't they? Mm. Well, I mean, it is a private part of the body. It's not accepted in society. Um, And so we do have to treat it as socially not acceptable. But it's really important that we don't put our layers of stuff onto it so that we don't shame the child or tell them that they're dirty or naughty for touching that part of their body. It's actually an excellent teachable moment that we should be looking for every day because we can teach about body safety and privacy. And I've got a few ideas of what things parents can say to their kids in these situations. You say that this can be the start. What you're talking about here is starting a healthy conversation around sexuality and sex with your kids. And this could be the very beginning of this conversation if you haven't had those sorts of conversations before. So I want to hear about how you respond to that particular situation. But if we could go back a few steps, are there other ways we should be talking to our kids before this even comes up? Absolutely, because human sexuality is just being human and it's relevant from birth to death. And we need to have open, positive conversations about it from very early on. So changing nappies and toileting, bathing, we name body parts because they're parts of the body. We say with no shame and in the same tone, eyes, nose, elbow, ear, vulva, vagina, penis, scrotum, all in the same type of voice. It's okay to have family names, by the way, and I hear some great ones in the classroom, I can tell you. But um, (laughs) it's important that we know what we call the science names as well because they're part of our body and there's nothing shameful about them. We're embedding um, ideas and empowerment about their body that will be relevant for them throughout their whole life. So it's important to name those body parts in the bath. And then we start talking about body safety and who can touch those bodies and under what circumstances. And there's a whole lot to do with that. But in relation to them touching the, themselves in the bath and the, and the adults are uncomfortable. If they're young and 18 months old, for example, just ignore it if you can. But if you can't, you can distract them to the toys and just move on. Certainly don't say, that's dirty, that's disgusting, don't do that. 
especially female, that's telling her that her body or her pleasure or touching her own body is disgusting. That is something that we, is pretty common, isn't it? That it's almost like we expect our boys to play with their penis, but as soon as our girls touch their vulva or vagina, it's like, oh no, I'm not okay with this. Mm. That's quite interesting, isn't it? That we have that acceptance. Yeah, well, going going on a bit of a tangent, I've just written a blog about puberty. And in the, in the past, in puberty, we've taught about wet dreams, which is pleasure and arousal for someone with a penis, in conjunction with periods for people with a, a uterus and vagina. And that's something that's disgusting and taboo. So there's an example of how we can improve and have a more positive approach and teach you know, that pleasure and arousal to all bodies because as they develop, they will all experience that and people with vaginas can have vaginal wetness. And I'm sure there's parents cringing as they hear me say these words because when I do parent sessions, parents will say, that's the first sexuality education I've ever had. <laughs> you know, we've never said the words out loud. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I did jump in there. We were talking about um, starting that healthy conversation and you also touched on there about parents feeling uncomfortable when they're talking about these things. So how would you advise a parent respond when their child, let's say they're around three or four, so they've got a better capacity to understand what you're saying to them? How do you suggest we respond in that time? Okay, so you keep your positive face on, even if you're cringing underneath, and you say, oh, I know it feels good to touch your vulva, um, but your vulva is a private part of your body. Where's a private place that you can do that? And that might be when you're in bed or in the bedroom or when no, nobody's around. So when you're in the bath with your cousins, we don't touch our private parts when everybody else is there in the bath as well. And then we move on to body safety as well. And so because it's a pri those private parts are just for us, the only people that can touch your private parts, who's that? Well, that's me and the other parent, name them, carers at kinder, grandpa, when he looks after you on Thursdays and takes you to the toilet. And that's all okay because I know about it because I'm on your safety network, aren't I? And you've talked about safety network. Who's the five people on their safety network that would know if anyone's touching their private body parts and under what circumstances? Is there ever a time when that kind of touching could be seen as problematic or signs of other things? Uh, you mean the child doing that touching? Okay, so there's some questions we ask about childhood sexual development and behaviour. There are expected milestones that we know should happen. The questions we ask ourselves are things like, um, especially if there's other children involved, is it typical and lighthearted exploration or is it not, where there is adult themes, coercion, someone much older than the other one, for example. If a child is persistently touching their genitals in a problematic way that's impacting on the life, their life and, and the life of the family, and sometimes that does happen, parents need some help with that potentially from, um, from experts. But we can always, uh, we, we always need to keep an eye out and keep an awareness of things that could be happening to our children and we should explore that. But you wouldn't just see that on its own. Um, if something else is probably happening as well. So when you say something else is happening, there might be other signs in their behaviour. If your child is um, exploring themselves and their mm. body and they are just the same everywhere else in their lives, then you're probably fine. But if they're doing it and they might be looking sad, distressed, 
I don't want to say that there are other signs of any sort of abuse or something that could, could happen. Sometimes there are no signs at all. And the only way that we can really be sure of that is to ensure that we're doing body safety. So one of the um, parents that I spoke to at a parent session once was telling me they thought they'd done body safety. They'd had a bit of a chat about it. But when they actually got the book and went through the body safety rules, the five body safety rules, that gave that seven-year-old language to disclose some behaviour that made them feel uncomfortable because it was in conversation with the parents the children know that parents are a safe person to talk to they've learnt the they've learnt the rule that no one should ever tell you a bad secret that gives you your early warning signs for example so if a, if a person a big kid or an adult was to say to them this is just between us don't tell anyone that's not okay you should always come and tell us who's us name who you, who us is mum and mum mum and dad whoever and those things are really clear. And when we give children permission to talk, they often do. I feel it'd be remiss of me if I didn't ask what the other rules were. Okay. So let, make sure I can remember them off the top of my head. There is an, an author in Melbourne um, who I use uh, their resources. So my body is mine. I can say what happens to it. So that's about giving children the permission and autonomy to not have to hug and kiss everyone at the Christmas party. You know, and I know that can be culturally difficult for some families. But it's about letting the kids say, I don't really feel like a hug today. Can we high five instead? So that's the first rule. You've got to, you can make your own choice. Um, early warning signs. So you talk about if someone, you know that feeling when a dog barks at you or you're at the shops and you lose your adult? You know, you're sick in the tummy, you might want to cry, wobbly knees. If a big kid or an adult feels like, makes you feel like that, that's just your early warning signs, your body telling you that you're unsafe. And so you should tell someone on your safety network. I like them to have five people outside of school on one hand, name them on each finger, and I like them to have five adults at kinder or school that they would go to if they had a problem. No one should ever tell you a secret that gives you early warning signs. And our private parts are under our bathers and it also includes our mouth. Our mouth is just for us. We wouldn't kiss or touch someone else's mouth without permission. I'm just wondering what you would say to a parent who says, you know, I feel, I feel quite unsettled if they do it in front of me and I don't want to shame them or anything like that, but I, how do I stop feeling unsettled, <laughs> if you know what I mean? <laughs> well, the first thing to do is to give yourself a break because our whole society has ingrained in us that it's not okay for the child to do that for so many different reasons and on so many different levels and especially if it's a female um, or one with a vulva. So cut yourself a bit of slack is the first thing I say. But um, what it's something that I come across a lot when I first do a parent session is people tell me they've started reading some books and they started reading some blogs and they started talking to a partner and saying the words out loud. This takes practice. You know, the, we need to learn how to be okay with this and get very good at your poker face and then go and, you know, offload it with someone else after. And just, and just the more you think about it and learn about it, the easier it becomes and you start those conversations at home and everyone feels a bit icky and some kids especially have picked up on society's taboo approach to this topic and will be really shy about it. Um, and sometimes you get to the point where they're getting to puberty and you haven't been able to have conversations and you need to say to them, look, I know you feel a bit uncomfortable, so do I, but I really want to make sure that you have the information you need because that didn't happen for me and I don't want that to happen for you. So bear with me while I find the words. Oh, that's great. I love that. Vanessa, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's Vanessa Hamilton. She's the founder of Talking the Talk, Healthy Sexuality Education. And for more information on the work that she does, please check out the links in the episode notes. 
I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.